Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Positive Girl Podcast with me, Sabrina. This is the show that's going to help you become your best self, and that is what I'm focused on each and every episode to help you as much as possible. And in that spirit, today we are talking about resisting the need to respond to negativity. It kind of rhymes, but not. I like it. But before we dive into that, I would love to hear from you over on Instagram. Please send me a DM at Sabrina Joy Perozo, and I would love to hear from you and talk to you and maybe get suggestions for topics I should talk about. If you have any questions for me, feedback, um, if you have prayer requests or just need positive thoughts or encouragement, I would love to do all of those things. So please reach out to me on Instagram, or you're welcome to send me a normal email. You can send it to realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com. Again, all the same things, feedback, chit chat, just to say hi, prayer requests, whatever you need. I would love to hear from you. But let's just jump into the, today's episode, which is again, resisting the need to respond to negativity. So I live in this mindset and anyone that's been listening to the show for a while will probably understand this and like this won't surprise them at all. But if you are new here, well, here you go. You get to know me every single episode um, in the most authentic way I can imagine. So I live in this mindset that I need to stand up for what is right and correct based on like societal rules and what has been agreed upon like as a world and a community that so much so it gets me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> like enough where I'm just like, oh, why do I, why am I like this? Like literally that question, that classic question of like, why am I like this? You know, and I, I'm high on justice. I am super high on justice and want people to follow the rules. Um, and if you're into the Enneagram, which I think is very neat and interesting, I am a one and that is just, it's totally me. Like I, I am so like, let's follow the rules, everyone. And wanting and having that desire in me to chastise people when they're not following the rules, but also me in therapy and in my everyday life, pushing myself to be more flexible and understand that it's okay to break the rules sometimes, especially when you're not going to hurt anyone directly or even indirectly and really figuring that out. So anyway, but I, I ride high for justice and want people to follow the rules. And, you know, I don't think these ideals are terrible. I know a lot of people are like that, or a lot of people are just like, I don't care either way. That's cool. But it's when I try to tell someone that they didn't make the right choice, or things get tough, or the trouble starts to creep out, because I'm out here like, hey, that might not have been the best choice, you know? And I don't do it rudely, or even all the time. You know, I, I, I feel like over the past year, I've really started to like rein myself in because I'm realizing that I am not the judge and jury of what's going on in people's lives. And I don't get to make everyone's decisions or it's not my job to tell them they did something wrong. It's just not. Although if that were a job, which I know it is in the judicial system, but if that were like a, just a normal job, like, man, sign me up, like even minimum wage, that'd be enjoyable. But like I said, I don't do it rudely or even all the time, um, but maybe more than I should, for sure. And that is definitely me being aware of myself and the things that I'm still struggling with and need to work on overcoming. Um, but I'd say most of the time, this doesn't really bother anyone else because I'm saying it respectively or people just don't care. They're like, okay, great. Thanks for that feedback. And they just don't care, which is cool. Um, it does, however, bother people that like to deal in negativity, for sure. Uh, people that are just so deeply rooted in neg negativity are like, I 
don't want to hear that, or this is why you're wrong, or who cares, or let me figure out a way for you to feel as negative as I feel because, well, they think that they're right. So, you know, and and I wouldn't say that my life is full of toxic people. Um, And this is something that we should all evaluate in our lives on the regular, I believe, because I feel like those people in our lives that just aren't there to help or really be a light or be supportive, they can just creep on in without us realizing it. And then it'll just like hit us in the face someday. And so I think it's good to be vigilant (laughs) and to be like, okay, and, and like what level of relationship you need to have, which the different people in your life, because some people can definitely be so close and draw near to you. And then other people need to be like a whole, (laughs) a whole arm's length away. And then other people are like, let's, 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 let's like, you know, double down on that six foot roll. Right. So there are, I wouldn't say my life is, I wouldn't say my personal life is full of them, but again, something you should ask yourself, but There are some that are toxic in the sense that negativity is their like main vibe. That is the mood that they're living in day in, day out, because number one, negativity is so easy to fall into. It's so easy to lean into as opposed to, you know, pushing yourself to be negative or really having to like pay, like pull up your pants and understand that this is going to be okay, or you're going to make it through and believe and have hope and faith that you know, you have to continue to push through those trials and those troubles and those really, really hard seasons because those things, when you look back, you'll realize like how much stronger you have become. You will learn so much in that time, even though you're like, I don't want to learn anything. I get it. But it can be so good. That's why we, we can't give up. We have to like continue to push through. But in my life, there are some people that they don't care about that, you know? And I believe that I am in those people's lives for a reason. I truly believe that. And I know that some of you out there believe that too. You are in their life for a reason, you know, to be positive in their life or stable or whatever it may be. But it can become extremely difficult to keep being a light in their lives when it's the same attitude all the time. No change. You know, there's those people out there that know that they're negative and they have no regard for wanting to change or even think about how much better their life could be by not leaning into negativity as much. And, you know, you can't convince or make someone change if they don't want to or aren't ready to. So the only thing you can do is find a way to not get caught in their web of negativity. Negativity is, it, 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 I want to illustrate it in a way that it is a web because you can creep closer to the web and be interested and be like, what's going on here? Wait, why why are you saying these things? Or why do you think these things? And if you get too close, you'll get stuck and you'll get wrapped up in it. It'll be so hard for you to get out because there's someone else there like continuing to encourage you that, oh yeah, negativity, that's the way to go. It's so easy to lean into. It's so easy to like put all your excuses on that. Oh, it's awful. Another illustration that I saw when I was doing research for this episode was talking about how not getting like hooked in, like as if you were out fishing and uh, you got like reeled in on the line, like you took the bait of someone with negativity that was spouting it all all the time. And we're kind of like 
starting to believe what they said or, you know, start to rationalize or like it, like feel like you're understanding why they are so negative to a level where you're like, hmm, I think I kind of like get that. And then you get hooked on the reel and then, and then you just, you take the bait, you get hooked on the reel and then you're stuck, right? You're, you're, you might be a goner, right? And so it's just so tough and it's, it's, it's very important. I know this might sound super overdramatic because you're like, well, you know, my friend or my sister or my brother or whomever, my spouse, they're super negative, but it seems like they could just like get out of it whenever they want. Sure. But remember that any habit that you've been doing for a long enough time is so difficult to not do anymore. So whether that's being negative or whether it is just not wanting to admit what emotions that you're feeling and honoring those emotions, whether it is just having a skincare routine or working out or not eating sugar like before you go to bed every night or needing to get in the habit of doing writing every single day if you're going to be a writer or working on this, that, and the other, like anything that's a habit, whether you're trying to get out of it or get into it, it takes time and it takes effort. So that's why I want you to know that maybe maybe, not for the first time in my life, but maybe I am making negativity a super dramatic thing, but I feel like it is. And I feel like it's so easy to fall into and it's really hard to pull yourself out of. So that's why today I wanted to chat with you about what we should do instead of giving into someone else's negativity, because usually one of the biggest ways that we get involved in that is by, you know, just getting roped in with someone else spouting it all the time. And I have six quick things that I want to share with you today that I think will be super helpful. So the first one is to be aware when negativity is coming. So a lot of us, if, I mean, if you don't know someone well enough, then maybe you won't know when it's coming. But if you spend more time with them, You'll understand like someone's moods and like and their attitudes and how they like when they start exhibiting certain signs and signs and symptoms, signs and like what they say, you're like, oh, you're in this kind of mood, right? And so be aware when negativity is coming up because you can kind of like feel the vibe of like, oh no, like they're going to start complaining or they're going to start going on a rant about something and it's not in any sort of productive way at all. It's in a way where they just want to talk about how everything is crushing down and how, you know, the sky is falling and how everything is terrible. So be aware when negativity is coming because you can either make the decision to exit stage left and just leave and just not be a part of it, find a way out of it, or to really be able to like guard your mind and your heart and not let yourself get pulled into that web and just kind of just like be there like as a statue, like, okay, I'm here. It's just, they're going to say what they're going to say. It's going to bounce off of me. I'm not going to let it penetrate too deeply. And then we're going to move on with my day. So I just encourage you, be aware of when negativity is coming because then you'll be able to better prepare yourself of what you're going to do to prevent yourself from falling and getting caught in the web. The second one is to don't get reeled in. Reeled in, talking about fishing again. Uh, don't get reeled in to their toxicity, you know? So if you decide that you're not going to leave the situation if they come to you and they start being negative, okay, well, I would encourage you to don't get reeled in. Again, don't lean into their negativity. Don't, like, if you can, if you have the ability to change the subject, change the topic of what is being spoken about. So if they're complaining about their job, maybe talk about how some fun thing is coming up or 
how they have achieved something recently. Like try to push it onto something super positive or super fun that you've experienced recently with that, like them doing that or with them or even about yourself to kind of just shift them out of that. And so maybe like continually doing that over time will help them realize that they don't need to sit in those negative mindsets so much. If you try that and that doesn't work or you don't feel comfortable doing that yet because it's hard for you to get a word in edgewise when you're having conversations with people that go on and on about negative stuff, then you could just make sure that you are, and you should do this no matter what, make sure that you're not rationalizing with them, okay? So, and when I say that, I mean that if they're talking about how terrible their job is and they're recounting to you about what happened at work with their coworker or their boss or with their assignment or whatever, and they tell you what happened, don't be like, oh, I totally get it, right? Don't don't like start feeding into like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I totally get it. I understand. You don't, you don't want to like get that deep. You don't want to get that close. And I know that some people might be like, wow, Sabrina, like usually you're so understanding and you want to like really care for people and be empathetic. Yes. Yes, I do. And yes, I will continue to do that. However, you can have boundaries, personal boundaries, top notch. Number one, I've talked about that all of the time. If you want to deep dive into that, I think there's like five episodes talking about personal boundaries in the podcast archives. Go back, listen to them. They are more important <laughs> than you needing to be super empathetic with your friend who is not trying to do anything good and productive with their life in regards to what they're talking about. So don't rationalize with them. Don't say like, I totally get it or I understand or I'm on your side or anything like that. You want to encourage them in a different way. You want to be like, hey, I get that you're having a hard time or I get that you are continuing to struggle with this thing. I understand that you are frustrated in this and how can I encourage you? How can I help you? And you do not want to, you know, become like their best friend on this, whatever issues they're being negative about, because that's not going to help the situation. It's not going to, it's just going to continue to push in that they are in the right for feeling the way that they're feeling, which is generally a victim mentality. No one wants to reinforce that. So please do not rationalize with them and try to change the subject if you can in those conversations. The third one is to remember it's not about you. This is a super easy one, but it's really important. Whatever they're talking about that's negative, even if it is geared towards you. So let's say a a more extreme example would be if you're having a conversation with someone and you ask them a question and it kind of like bothers them or upsets them because maybe they're already in their negative mindset Maybe they're already having a tough day or whatever, and it, or it just it just triggers them, right? And it kind of catches you off guard and them because they're like, oh, I can't believe you said that. Or, or if you're like, hey, can you do this? And they're like, I can't do this because you're doing this. Like they will just throw it back at you. They will project it back onto you. It, they will act like, like whatever is happening is your fault and continue to feed into that negativity of being like, well, I can't do this and that because of you or because of this or because of that person or this thing is happening and it's just continue again with the victim mentality. But remember that it's not about you. Even if the finger is pointed at you, even if they say that it is you, it's generally not going to be you, especially if this is a habit, if this is a person that's always continually complaining or speaking negatively about their life. It's not about you, okay? And even if it is something that you did, let's say that you did offend them in some way, but you apologize and you're like, I'm really sorry, or I didn't mean to, or, or, 
you know, this is like a misunderstanding and they don't want to accept your apology, again, it's not about you because you still did the part that you were supposed to do. And if you did it genuinely, then it's fine. That That's where you're done. You might not feel like you're done because if they're not going to forgive you, that can be really hard for some people, i.e. me and a lot of us out there that are people pleasers and perfectionists. But again, it's not about you. You did what you're supposed to do regardless of uh, like if you did, if you were part of it, you apologize, you made it right the best way you could and what's appropriate. Or if it's not about you, but they're trying to make it about you because it can't possibly be about them because they haven't taken the time to actually deal with the trauma and the pain that's in their life. It's not about you. Remember that, okay? Remember, they need to deal with it. They need to face it. If you find yourself in a situation where they are continually blaming you, blaming you, you need to excuse yourself from that situation. You don't want to get in an argument or a fight with them that will just pull, try, they'll try to pull you into their web of negativity. And you don't want to get spun up in that. You don't want to get caught up in that. You want to just like put some space and distance between you and them. And let them figure it out because it's their job to figure it out, not yours. So on to that, number four, in that vein, number four is no, no, it's not your problem to solve. And when I say no, I don't mean N-O, I mean N or I mean K-N-O-W. Because you need to know that it's not your problem to solve. But I think it would be super dramatic to be like, no, come, it's not your problem to solve. Regardless, it's not your problem to solve. Whatever problem that they're going through, even if you are their partner or their spouse, it is not your problem to solve. And that's a lot coming from me, someone that struggles with codependency for sure 110%. But it's not because whatever they're going through, if they ask for your help, sure. Okay, you can decide if you want to help, especially if it's not going to involve you being drawn into the web of negativity and being toxic and, and ruminating with them over how terrible everything in their life is. No, if you're just like encouraging them or helping them figure something out so they can't actually be productive and better their life, great. But if it's not, then it's not your problem to solve. If they choose to be miserable, then they choose to be miserable, okay? If they choose not to change, again, remember, we cannot change people if they do not want to change. And also they have to want to do it and they have to make the steps to do it because we can't do it for them. We just can't. I used to think we could. But we can't. That was way back when I really thought, hey, I if I do enough, I can change someone. That's it's it's that's false. Okay, that's a that is a lie. And I don't care who tells you that or how much you believe it, it's not true. It's not true. You can't make anyone change. They have to make the decision that they need to change or they should change, and then they have to take the steps themselves. We cannot do it for them. But again, no, it's not your problem. It is not your problem to solve. They have to solve their own problems. They have to figure it out. They have to reach out for help. You can maybe offer it a little bit, but again, they have to accept it. They have to want to go along with it. They got to do it, okay? It's them, not you. It really is. It's hard to watch. You know, it's kind of like being a parent. I do liken it to that because, you know, as my daughter's gotten older, you know, there's times where I look back and I'm like, wow, I just like let her make that mistake and it nothing like dangerous or anything. And because that's the best way. And I talk about it all the time. One of the best ways to understand things and learn things is through those really hard failure and mistake experiences where things go wrong and you have to figure it out as opposed to someone like, you know, diving in and trying to save you every single time. So it's important to remember It's not your problem to solve. It's their problem. And if they invite you to help them, okay, 
Help them as much as you feel like you are able to or would like to. Number five. Number five. Refrain from responding or contributing too much. So in the beginning of this, we talked about like not getting railed in. So change the subject. Make sure you don't rationalize. Don't try to solve their problem. Understand that it's not about you. But you also want to refrain from responding or contributing too much, especially if it is a lot coming out. Like it's like a waterfall. It's not stopping. And because if you do respond or contribute to their pain that they're sharing with you, they might think that you are rationalizing with them or that you are trying to, you know, somehow come on their side of believing that everything they're saying is absolutely true. But you also might just like kind of tip them over the edge where they just, they are upset about something else and at someone else and then it turns all to you. And yeah, you might be able to handle that if you don't feel like you are mentally unstable or you feel like you're strong enough and you you understand who you are and what you're all about and you believe that you can handle that kind of like pressure and verbal abuse if it comes to that point. Okay, that's fine. Contribute as much as you feel like you can before you need to end the conversation and move on. But if you maybe are just a sounding board or you just are our listener for them to vent everything that they're talking about and you're like, okay, and you and if you are able to make that clear from the get-go, then you won't have to really get mixed in about what's happening or what's going on with them and even getting to a point where you're like, yes, I agree or any of that. You're just there, you're listening and you're like, okay, I hear you. Okay, I, I hear that you're frustrated with this. Oh, okay, I hear that you you this makes you unhappy. Oh, I oh I hear I hear you say that you are having a hard time with this and you would like to figure out a way to fix it. And then you can be like, Do you have any ideas to fix it? Do you want me to give you ideas on how you can fix it? It's very much geared towards them and what they can do. And so that's why you don't want to respond or contribute too much. I know it's going to be tough to do that. I know it's going to be so tough to not, but it's for the better because they need to realize that it's them and not everyone else. And it's not a super normal thing that we should all be engaging in. It's just something that they're struggling with that they need to deal with. Okay. I know that sounds kind of harsh. It does, but it's the truth because if we continue to enable people in these not good habits, then they're, they're going to have a harder time getting out of them. And it's going to feel like encouragement to them because no one's really saying that it's bad, right? So not that that's your job, but if you are close enough to them and you have a relationship, it might be a nice courtesy. Okay, so number six, the last one is to keep being the light in their life. This can be really hard, especially if, you know, anyway, and these conversations and get-togethers, it kind of crosses your boundaries because they want you to weigh in and they want you to be a part of the drama and they want you to agree with them. Um, but try to be a light in their life as much as possible. Try to still encourage them or ask them if they want encouragement. Pray for them if you are comfortable with that. And uh, continue to tell them your positive experiences or even your tough ones, but how you found a positive way 
to get through it or how you were able to push through those struggles and those really tough seasons and how maybe it wasn't easy, but you were able to keep your eye on the prize and keep hope and faith alive and not lean into negativity because you know that that would definitely not help. So continue to be a light in their life because that will be so helpful and crucial. But as I close this out, there will be times, I want you to know this, because number six definitely is keeping the light in their life, and I think that's like the best thing that you can do, but there will be times you need to end relationships with people for your own personal health and boundaries, and that is perfectly fine. I want you to know it's perfectly fine, and don't let anyone tell you different just because you decide that it's too much for you, and even if it's just like a pause or if it's an official end to that relationship, whether it's a friendship or a relationship with your family, that's really tough, your friends, whomever, mentors, people at work, you have to do what's best for you. That sounds selfish, but it's not because if we don't take care of ourselves first, we have no business or time or ability to really take care of anyone else well, and we'll continue to deplete ourselves and then be worth nothing to anyone, even ourselves. So it's important that you understand keeping a light in their life, but that is just impossible for you right now because it drains you to the core. Then take a step back and really can reconsider what you should actually do that's best for you. But that's it, everyone. So thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. Again, with me, Sabrina, I would love to hear from you guys because I appreciate you listening, downloading, sharing the show. You're amazing. Hit me up on Instagram at Sabrina Joy Perozo. Can't wait to hear from you and say hi to you. Become friends online or send me an email or both. Send me an email to realpositivegirlpodcast uh, at gmail.com. I would love to get back to you. Give me like a few days for that because I do check it at least every week, um, sometimes twice a week, but sometimes I can get a couple days behind. So forgive me if that happens. But thank you so much again for listening. You guys are amazing. Don't forget, I do take suggestions for what to talk about on the show that would help you best. So if there's a topic that you're struggling with and you think that I'd be able to help you by breaking it down for everyone that listens, please let me know. But, oh, thank you so much. Until next time, have a good one and I'll see you all next time. Bye guys.